Hey, welcome to the In-Between Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I am your host, Haido. Yes, I'm back. The podcast is back. Here we go. Let's get it popping. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about my five nostalgic TV shows that you can't probably find anymore. Let's do this. So how did I come with the idea of this? Um, a couple months ago, someone suggested me on IG that I should talk about suggestions for Netflix. Well, I have an issue with Netflix. Um, Netflix has a whole bunch of good shows. Um, one of them has Narcos. Um, you know, the story of Pablo Escobar and then the Cali Cartel. And then now they're doing uh, Narcos Mexico, uh, telling the story, uh, you know, of everything that's going on down there. Um, which, it, it's a good show. Um, I used to like Marco Polo from there. Um, I thought that was a good show. Um, but it just, I guess it just feels like after after Netflix taking away some of the good shows that they had um, and having so many options for streaming services, um, there's no need to do a Netflix thing. So I thought, instead of just uh, doing that, um, talk about the five nostalgic shows that you probably can't find anymore. So let's do this. Number five has to go to rules of engagement. So this is a fun little show um, that not a lot of people know about. Um, it was on Netflix for a while, and I remember when I got into Netflix because of the That 70s Show, that's what got me to Netflix. Um, they had rules of engagement, and I remember watching it, and I remember having a lot of fun. So let me tell you a little bit about this show. So, spoiler warning. For anyone listening, if if I've mentioned some of the episodes, uh, some of the shows here that you haven't finished, I'm sorry, but here we go. This is your spoiler alert. Uh, let's talk about it. Rules of Engagement. So Rules of Engagement is a show about different couples and their stages. So you have Jeffrey and Audrey who are a married couple, um, and you see them have marital problems, right? Um, and then you have uh, then you have Adam and Jennifer who in the first episode. They just gotten engaged and you see them, you know, deal with their problems of engagement, like, you know, setting a wedding, um, getting stuff ready for the wedding. When the, the big the big question of the show was, when are they going to get married? Um, spoiler alert, they get married in the seventh season. And then you have Russell. Russell was the guy who the two dudes who were in a relationship lived through. Um, you know, Russell was the single guy played by David Spade one of my favorite comedians. And, you know, it's funny because you see David Spade date this, uh, all this like hot models in the show. And, you know, these guys wanted that life in, in a way of speaking. Um, and a lot of times they mentioned how they were jealous of him and the freedom they had. So not only you see the different problems that, for example, Audrey and Jeff had, they, they have one problem where they can have kids. And the question was, like, why don't we have kids? Um, one, because they waited for a while while their careers, you know, got started. And then when they wanted to have children, they couldn't have children. And so the show, even though it's very, it's very funny, they tackle a lot of real-life issues. And so one of those was um, Jeff's and, 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 and not being able to have kids. And so they deal with that. And then you have... Adam and Jennifer, who are this couple who are super in love and they're they're going super quick and super fast, but 
they seem to be dragging their feet to the wedding, right? And then you have Russell, who's the single guy. So here's the point of the show. It's funny because Jeff's problems got to Adam, who was not married. He was just engaged. And so it made the show to be very complex. Um, so you have to watch it. So sadly, this show is nostalgic to me because you can no longer watch it anymore um, unless you buy it on iTunes. And I'm talking about maybe spending 80 bucks on this show for all the seasons. Um, and it's a very good show. So I honestly, I recommend, I recommend this show for anyone who's in a relationship. If you're engaged um, or if you're married, a lot of the stuff that are on that show, you probably can relate to. And, and I'll speak from experience. When I watched this show, I was in a very committed relationship at the time. And it spoke to me. It was hilarious because a lot of the stuff in the show was true, you know. And so, honestly, I recommend this show for anybody who's in a relationship or or are married. You know, this is a very good show to watch. Number four. Um, this one hits home. Um, home Improvement. So, Home Improvement, I was born in El Salvador. And... I remember watching the show over there, translated to Spanish. When we get to the U.S. when I was eight, you know, I never got to see it again. So later on, um, when iTunes came about um, and, and they started adding TV shows and all the good, this good stuff, I bought all of the seasons. I went crazy. And I remember watching it, um, all of it, and finally understanding the whole story. So Home Improvement to me means a lot to me because it's a very big piece of my childhood. So basically, if you've never seen Home Improvement, it's it's based around the life of Tim, Jill, Randy, Brad, and Mark. And Tim is like this famous TV star in in Detroit. And he does like, uh, he teaches people how to build uh, things, homes, you know, whatever. He, he, he has this like a tool show. And... And so the, that's the whole gimmick of the show is, is building. And then um, part of it is Tim not understanding Jill's needs because sometimes Tim um, acts like a child. So Jill is like taking care of four children. Um, and so it's hilarious. They get into they do a lot of funny things. Um, Tim always gets in trouble. He's an inventor of sorts. And so he's always like powering, putting more power on the toaster or putting more power on the on the vacuum or whatever or the lawnmower. And, and so um, I remember he put like a, a, a full engine on the on, on, on the on the on the on the on the, on the mower and, and, and it just it was nuts. And so every time every, every episode had like a thing that it relates to tools, to family, to family values. And so it was a really good show. So if you've never seen it. Um, I recommend you watch it, and also, it's on iTunes. And and then you know you have again kind of like Home Improvement. Um, you you have this friend, or they have this friend named Al, who is a single guy who's like a mama's boy, and and that's the whole gimmick of the show. He's a mama's boy, and he does everything his mom wants, and um and and you never see him be in a in a full relationship because he always has mom issues, um. 
And so that's that's funny because it it, it always it, it's always hilarious because he's very he's very innocent of sorts and, and 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 Tim always makes fun of him with everyone else. And yeah, it's a really good show. You need to watch it. And Tim Allen, um, you know, you think of him whatever you want to think, but he's he's hilarious. He's honestly he's super funny. His his comedy is really good. Um, especially this show was hilarious. Um, you need to watch it. So, Home Improvement. That's my number four nostalgic show that you can't find anymore. Number three. This one's good. That 70s show. Eric Foreman, Donna, Stephen, Kelso, Feth, and Jackie. This was one of the best TV shows made ever. Hands down. Hands down. So the whole point of this show was that it was based in the 70s. And there's a lot a lot of people smoking weed. Um, there's a lot of Led Zeppelin um eric clapton music so this show is super nostalgic to me because um the music of the 70s like especially rock music from the 70s was super good and i still think it's some of the best music ever and so every show um i'm i'm not i don't want to say every show or every episode but most of the shows had um the the titles of the shows were lyrics uh, titles of the episode sorry were were the name of songs um somewhere led zeppelin etc etc and so this show follows this group of friends this gang of friends who get in a whole bunch of mischiefs um the whole point is smoking weed um sex was a big thing and beer it's what they were focused on you know they were always trying to get these things um one of the famous things this show was uh, was good uh was famous for one of the famous things this this show was famous for was the circle, and it was this thing that um, it was created for the show where there was this camera that would go in circles um, to point uh, at each of the characters when they were high, and so there's there's this one episode I remember where they actually record what they're saying when they're high, and it's just bonkers. It's hilarious, um, and when they go back to listen to it, Fess has that good line where he says see you guys are stupid and so that is one of the good shows um not only did you know and i don't want to you know i don't want to just say that it was about beer sex and weed but it was about friendship so most of these guys all of them were best friends except for jackie who at the beginning the first few seasons she was just always the girl who was there because of kelso right but as as time went on and the seasons went on, you know, she started getting closer to the group and things happened. So one of the, the things in the show was how to deal with friends who become who, who become intimate, who become part of a relationship. And then you have Donna and you have Eric, who since the, the pilot episode, uh, Eric is trying to impress her. And, you know, the whole show is based around them. Um about Donna and Eric falling in love and having the first time and then Donna running away to California and Eric running after her um, and then um, I believe in this at the end of the seventh episode uh, seventh season Eric goes to Africa and then the eighth season which a lot of people hardcore fans even including myself say that that should have never happened um, that sh- that that season 
um, it should have ended with Eric going to Africa, but you know they 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 did it again. You know they 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 did an episode. They did another season, and so um, you know Eric comes back at the end, and so that you know it's a complicated thing with their love because you know Eric is super childish, and while Donna's super mature, and then you have Kelso and Jackie who are in this relationship, but then they break up. And then Hyde, Stephen, um, gets in a relationship with Jackie, who gets it, and then that towards the end of the, the show, they get into a very committed relationship. Um, and then you have Fez, who ends up with Jackie. So Fez is in love with Jackie since the beginning. And so this whole show is super complicated because it deals with the lives of these kids who live in a time where it's rock and roll, weed, sex, and beer, and they have to deal with, like, super grown-up stuff, like what happens when you, you know, you date your best friend's ex-girlfriend and stuff like that. So it's crazy, but it's super good. And you know what? Netflix had it. And when I when I got into Netflix around 2012, 2013, when Netflix was starting to be a thing, um, that's the reason why I got into Netflix was because of that 70s show. I remember watching that 70s show at Nick at Night. Shout out to all the Nick at Night babies who used to watch it. Um, and I remember watching it there um, with the George Lopez show. And... Um, you know, and then when it got to Netflix, uh, I got it because of Netflix. Netflix had it. It had it for years. And I remember, um, around 2015, they took it off for like a day and everyone protested against it, spoke out about it and it came back. But then sadly, a couple, a couple years ago, like two years ago, maybe I think, um, Fox took it away and you can no longer find that 70s show. Um, no other streaming service has it. Um, you can have, find snippets of it on YouTube, um, but you can't find full seasons anymore. Um, I'm not sure if you can buy it on YouTube, but you can't buy it on iTunes. And it sucks because it was a really good show. Um, it, it, it Honestly, it was a really good show. It, it launched all these actors and actresses' careers. This show launched it. Um, but sadly, you can't. You can't find it anymore, and it's one of those good shows. So with Disney buying Fox, um, a lot of people theorize that maybe it's going to come to Disney Plus someday. So I'm, I have fingers crossed that maybe they pick it up, or maybe HBO picks it up, or Peacock picks it up, but we don't know. And there's no word about it yet, as that I know so far. Um, you know, no one has it. So yeah, that's 70 show. Number two, and this is, you know, a lot of my friends, I talk a lot of my friends about the show and they don't know about it. Um, this show aired on the USA Network um, for a while. For a while, and, and, you know, USA had a whole bunch of really good TV shows um, like Psych and Burn Notice. And one of those shows that was super good from the USA Network was Dwight Collar. Oh, my God. You have no idea how good this show was and I'll, I'll tell you why because it made you it made you like things that you didn't know you liked um for instance one of those things was classical music for me i mean i've always had a uh 
inclination for classical music, but this show made me like, might like it even more. You know what I mean? Um, it. I remember this show made me want to dress in suits. Those that know me, I don't like wearing suits, but just the way the character would dress suits, uh, wear suits. Sorry, um, made me want to wear suits. So this whole show, White Collar, was um, about this forger uh, named Neil Caffrey who was chased down by the FBI forever. And he finally gets caught, and then his girlfriend, you know, uh, gets kind of kidnapped or leaves him, and he escapes prison. And so the same agent, Peter Burke, who caught him the first time, has to catch him again. And so they, they strike a deal that he will be his consultant. And so you dive into this whole universe of crime that you never think, I don't, you know, you never thought of, like people stealing arts, stealing artifacts. There's even a plot about a um, Nazi sumer submarine with uh, art that you know has been missing since World War II. Um, there's a whole bunch of um, you know th this show has is, is very heavy on fashion, especially men's fashion, um, classical music, but also classical poets. Um, you know, music from the 20s, the 40s. Uh, I remember there's a there's a whole bunch of Frank Sinatra songs in here, um, I, and, and so the suit that the Neil Caffrey wears is called Pat Rack, um, or Rat Pack, sorry, Rat Pack, and and this whole show just was about him being a criminal trying to get his life together, um, but also him wanting to dive back every now and then to that life, and so you see him struggle. Um, sadly, at the, he, uh, sadly at the end. Spoiler alert, it seems like he fakes his death, but he ends up in Paris. And so, you know, you have Peter Burke, who's the FBI agent, who kind of wants to understand Neil from being a criminal, kind of wants to understand the way he thinks. He wants to understand his motives behind doing the stuff he does. And as the show progresses, you understand why Neil is the way he is. Um, and so you're kind of like, when you're the audience for this show, you're kind of like Peter Burke. You know, you're kind of watching from that point of view where you're trying to understand, you know, he's the bad guy. So this show is making you want to root for the bad guy. But as anyone should, if you're going to root for a bad guy, you should at least understand why and have the right reasons, right? And so Peter ends up being Neil's best friend, which is weird, right? This whole concept of a criminal and, 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 and an FBI agent being friends. And so the show has has a lot of you know there's a whole bunch of uh plots because of that reason um you know the fbi always doubts neil the neil doubts the fbi because they do him dirty all the time um and then neil's breaks um peter's burke's um trust every now and then and so you know he 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 he, he betrays his friendship as well a couple times but then you know this whole show brings it together with the fact that People are the way they are, and you must love them for who you are. Even with their flaws, you must understand, or you must love them. Um, obviously, you got to do the right thing, right? Um, so that's what the show is about. It's it's very heavy on friendship, and then um, some of one my some of my favorite characters. I think one of my favorite characters from that show has to be Mozzie, who is Neil's best friend, and he is super big into the underworld. He he's the one who's doing crime. Um, and the whole point with his, with his gimmick is that he, 
um, you never know his name till like some till I think it's season four, season five. You finally learn who he is. His real name was Teddy Winters, and um, it sucks because that actor who played him just died yesterday um, from cancer, or uh, you know, from me recording this podcast, he died yesterday, um, and so it sucks. Um, but it's a good show, and actually, this is one of those shows where. You can actually stream it on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, um, you can watch it. White Collar. It's really good. If you like crime shows, um, you would like this show. Definitely. I, I guarantee you would like it. If you like art, you like poetry, um, you like police, you know, po- kind of like, uh, j- like justice shows, this is the show for you. It has all of those things in there. Um, so watch it. It's a pretty good show. And this brings me to my last nostalgic show. Um, so I kind of cheated on this one because my number one show is The Big Bang Theory. Um, yes, you can stream The Big Bang Theory on HBO Max. But I will tell you why this is nostalgic. And so many levels to me. One, those that know me know that I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm I'm a nerd. And so this show is about geeks and nerds. Um, and this show is amazing. I mean, you don't have to be a nerd. You don't have to understand Star Wars. You don't have to understand Lord of the Rings to get references. Uh, to, to, to get the show, you can watch it, and it's hilarious. Honestly, you need to watch it. Um. And and so you can watch it on the Big Bang. You can watch it on HBO Max, the Big Bang Theory. Um, you have Leonard, you have Sheldon, you have Raj, you have Howard, Penny, Bernadette, and Amy. Um, when you start the series, you might not get all the characters at once because some of them progress. But towards the later part of the the later, uh, you know, from season I think it's four and 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 up till the end, you get all these characters. So Leonard. And Sheldon live in the same house, but Sheldon is a boy genius and he thinks he's better than everyone else. And so the whole point of the show is when you meet Sheldon, you kind of kind of hate him, but you kind of love him because he's, he's, he's very quirky. And he has this whole stuff like when, when he goes to Penny's house, because uh, they live in an apartment building and he goes to Penny's house, uh, which is right in front. Um, when he knocks, he, he, he knocks three times. So he goes, Penny 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 and so um you never understand why he does that and then later on you understand why oh okay this is why he does that um and so he's he has a whole bunch of quirks and then you have his relationship with with leonard it's kind of complicated because leonard that's his best friend but sheldon is just very abusive sometimes and the whole point is that sheldon doesn't realize he's being insulting He's, or he doesn't realize he's insulting somebody or he's hurting someone's feelings just because he's he's never cared. He cares about his friends now, but in his life, he just always focused about science and, and learning that he kind of he, he kind of put that emotions to the side. Um, and so and then you have Raj. Uh, Raj is this character that he doesn't talk to women unless he's drunk. And it's hilarious because sometimes he forgets. Or he doesn't realize that Penny's it's is around, and so you see him reacting to like he freaks out right when Penny's around. So, 
Um, and then you have Howard. Howard is, a, is, 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 is he's creepy. He's a creep. He's a total creep. He's a nerd and a creep. He tries to be a ladies' man, but half of the time when he tries to get at Penny or any other girl at in a show, he just comes around being creepy. Um, then you have Penny. Penny, who kind of, kind of, they play her as the dumb blonde, um, and so, but honestly, she's not. She's just not, you know, she's not into science like the guy. She's like a regular person. So, so she's kind of like us, you know, like the audience. We're just like, okay, maybe you're not in astrophysics. Maybe you're not, in, you know, into science like the guys are in the show. But you know, you're. You're just a regular person who's surviving in the world, and 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 on top of that, Penny wants to be an actress, and so you see her struggle with that, and you then they introduce Bernadette, who ends up marrying to, ends up getting married to Howard, and then Amy, who ends up getting married to, uh, Amy to to Sheldon, which it's crazy when you see Sheldon in the first season to Sheldon when he gets married to to uh, to Amy. You never think that's gonna happen, right? And then you have Leonard's and Penny's relationship. Um, and so maybe you might not have the same opinion as me, but honestly, I felt that, trust me, um, when I started the show, I was rooting for Leonard and Penny, especially when, when Leonard says, I promise you that, I bet you that my kids are going to be both gorgeous and, and, and smart with Penny, right? Um, and so you root for Leonard to, to get with Penny, but then Penny's kind of crappy to him, Right. And so it makes you deep down. You're kind of like, eh, maybe Leonard deserves someone better, someone better than Penny. Um, but you know, that's just that's just how that's how it is as the show goes. But you know, they end up getting married, and one of the cool things, and that was just my puppy that barked. So sorry if you heard that. Um, one of the cool things is is that you never learn Penny's maiden's name. Um, you know, they never have a child till the last season and you never see the child. Howard's mom, you never get to see her. You get to see her voice, you hear her voice, sorry, but you never see the mom. Uh, you only see her walking past behind, uh, in one of the scenes once and that was it. So this show is amazing. If you were into Lord of the Rings, if you're into DC comics, Marvel, if you're into any of like the geeky stuff, this is the show for you. So I cheated, yes. The Big Bang Theory, you can totally, 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 totally um, stream it on HBO Max. And it's probably going to be there for a while. I mean, a lot of people are getting into it. Um, but I just feel like not enough people have seen The Big Bang Theory. I have a lot of friends who, oh, you know, they started it, they loved it, but because it wasn't in a streaming service at the time, you know, they stopped watching it. And so, um, you know, this is me telling you go watch the big bang theory because it's hilarious it's hilarious so here we go guys this is my top five nostalgic tv shows later on i'm gonna do more tv shows uh maybe netflix um i definitely i'm working on uh comparing uh disney and marvel's tv show so when we get there we'll get there but for now enjoy it peace out y'all